to Station Talk. It's just myself today. Tom is actually working on a two-alarm fire, so he will not be joining us. But today we have a very special guest. We have Corey from Crackle Magazine here to join us today. Talk about the magazine, talk about burnout. Corey, welcome to Station Talk. Yes, thank you very much. Glad to be here. Hey, I appreciate it. Uh, we both appreciate it, myself and Tom. Appreciate you coming on and talk about Crackle Magazine. You are the founder and CEO of Crackle. So let's just introduce you, who you are, and anything you want people to know about yourself and the magazine. Sure. Uh, well, my it's a simple story, really. Um, I've been a firefighter for 20 years. Uh, just made a just got made a captain in November of 2023. So kind of um, you know into that new new um, you know vacation in my career and and it's a lot uh just trying to make sure i get through the next 10 years with you know some some longevity and and not uh, not get burned out and um you know so that's kind of where i'm at in my career uh, as, and as far as crackle goes uh i'm in my fourth year of publishing this this publication it's a quarterly publication based on uh, health and wellness of firefighters and really focuses on the firefighter as an individual and kind of gets away from our, our industry uh, content as far as running a, a fire department, equipment, tools, tactics. It's, it's really based on managing our personal lives. And so that's that's the focus of, of what we're doing there. And I'm married, two kids, and, you know, just trying to be a parent. Um, got teenage daughters, so... Um, yeah, just uh, just trying to navigate that and uh, not mess it up. So. Well, you're doing a great <laughs> job with Crackle. I, I enjoy reading the publications when I get them in my email. It's uh, it's great to have on. You actually had my buddy Steve Green. He was in um, yes. in our yeah. one of my good friends. Um, so I was really happy great and proud guy. to see him on there. And, yeah. uh, you know, Archie New George, another guy that uh, I've had on here and had on my own podcast called the uh, Five Tool Firefighter, which is conceptually based around what you're talking about with Crackle, basically life firefighting, putting it together and how to have that marriage happen and how to be successful on and off duty because it's all about your life at the same time. Sure. Having a good, yes. successful life. So what made you get into, uh, how, why did you start Crackle really? And how'd you go from um, Sure. It's, uh, so I had the opportunity to do some, some sales. I, most firefighters have a side, side job. I, I was able to, um, kind of worked for a a publication house that uh, had several different titles and I was just a salesperson um just enjoyed the trade shows enjoyed kind of building out the media kits and and having conversations and trying to have a magazine thrive um so it was just something that I kind of checked all the boxes as far as creativity uh something I was it was always kind of my mind was always turning on how how I could make it better um, and I end up, you know, enjoying that, but I ended up pitching an idea or a concept for a firefighter lifestyle and health magazine. So, um, it kind of, it didn't go anywhere to be honest. So it, the, it wasn't, the timing wasn't there. And, and then, um, so I just kind of sat on it and I have, I still have the illustrations on my wall to this day. It was over six years ago that I came up with this idea and I stare at it every day because it just reminds me of, of, you know, kind of where I was thinking at that point in my career and then nothing has changed because I haven't done anything. So it was, it was just kind of, it's just a reminder to me, if you don't do anything, then nothing's going to happen. So 
um, I realized I was in a, a cul-de-sac, as I like to say, in my career, I had people that were advancing and becoming associate publishers, and I was kind of staying a salesperson. And just realized I was never going to get the baton because I was a full-time firefighter. And uh, I, and I get it. I totally get it. It's a lot of work and, and uh, you know, kind of pass that torch over to have you run something. They're not sure of commitment levels and where you're going to be. So I understood that. And uh, But for me, I, I was something I was compelled to do. I I just thought, I you know, we just suffered another suicide in our fire department. One of my close friends, co-workers. Um, it was actually somebody I was working on with Crackle, um, as far as concepts, ideas, and, um, we had, you know, just tragedies and I just thought like, I just, something has to change. And I was always wondering if I was one call away of being able to do this job anymore. Like, is it accumulative? How does, how does your brain work when we're handling kind of these things? And so I just, it was really just an exploratory um conversation that I was having with some some firefighters coworkers and then it became very serious it became I kind of built out these pillars um I thought how can we go to work and do our job if we're already stressed out strung out broke going through a divorce you know maybe not parenting the way we want to I just thought like the odds are stacked against us and I and unless we start to kind of figure out why these things are happening to us and try to give back some control to the firefighter. We know that sleep's an issue. We know that diet's an issue. We know that, you know, time management's an issue. And we're, and then on the other hand, we, we're, we're maxed out in our personal lives as far as what we want to do, whether it's, you know, hunting, fishing, or, you know, whatever our, our side gigs are, maybe we work full-time jobs. So we just seem to be able, we just seem to corner ourselves at times. And, I find most of the times everything is fine until, you know, there is bottlenecks that happen, whether, and sometimes we can get through it and sometimes we don't have the bandwidth to, to manage it and navigate it. So it's really just trying to, um, you know, kind of explore that. And, you know, I, I'm a, a student of the magazine myself. A lot of the articles are, most of the articles are sourced from things that I'm trying to figure out or conversations we're having at the station. So. It's as real as I can get. Yeah. Yeah. So you're doing basically what's helping you and helping your firefighters. You're bringing out to help everybody. And that's a really interesting concept and a really needed concept, especially with the type of work that you're bringing back to help the fire service. You're not just hitting the Canadian fire service, you're hitting the American fire service and probably beyond with the stuff you're posting and bringing out there. It's greatly appreciated. Yeah. Yeah. There's not a lot of content in this space. And, you know, that was kind of, as I was unearthing kind of where Crackle's going to fit in, in the landscape of the fire service, it was, I was just realizing that, you know, there wasn't any content in this, in this space. There was, there was some conversations of it. There was, you know, of course there is articles, but I'm talking like something that's sustainable and evergreen, you know, and, and we, we learn from each other, but I was tr- also trying to bring in, you know, outside agencies with new perspectives you know, outside looking in at firefighters, um, you know, and kind of, you know, as I say, you can't con a con man. So we, we can usually navigate out of these conversations, but when someone that doesn't know us is, is seeing it, you know, black and white of our personalities and things that we're doing wrong, it's, 
you know, you have to pay attention. Right. Absolutely. So what's one of your favorite um, topics? You've talked about a few about sleep, burnout. What's your favorite topic you like to have covered in your magazine? I, my personal favorites would be, you know, things based on our personalities um, and philosophies, kind of, uh, you know, adapting or adopting different, um, different ways of thinking into managing, like for firefighters to manage, you know, our, our, ourselves. And um, so those are kind of my favorites, understanding our behaviors. So anything more personality that way, um, it's kind of where I like to dabble. So you did a survey recently, you did a 75 first responders and 52% of the first responders on this said that they felt burnt out. Um, what did you feel was the first step in trying to prevent burnout? Uh, well, for me, you know, I'm, I'm busy, so it's, I can't say, you know, reduce your workload because that's usually not a reality for us. Um, but I, I definitely say distractions are good. So when I, if I, if I'm uh, working at 24 and I get home and then, you know, I'm kind of off or, and then I'm going back in because I'm so busy with things I'm doing, you know, crackles a distraction. I, I play in a couple bands. So I have, you know, I have that as a distraction, obviously being a parent, um, you know, I feel like weeks have gone by in between just, you know, whether it's 48 hours and I, so I, I, I think it's kind of um, a way to trick the brain on on what we're doing. I think when we stay submerged in some of the stuff, it's like we're, we're in a submarine and we, we don't, we never look up. Uh, and, and I think that's, I think that's a big part of trying to avoid the burnout um, and sleep. You, you have to sleep. Like that's, it just seems to be the common denominator. Um, I have this whoop watch as we, we had chat, um, chatted about and, you know, in some ways I'm frustrated with it because I think I'm getting good sleep and then I find out I didn't. Yeah. Um, so now I feel like I'm chasing, chasing this ghost around trying to get some sleep. So I was probably better off not knowing what I was sleeping or not sleeping. So, but uh, yeah. I think you have to kind of filter uh, that, right? What makes sense for you? Yep. I, I do feel sometimes like I'm glued to the whoop sometimes looking at my sleep, <laughs> how I've recovered. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't feel the way it's telling me, right. but let me listen to it a little bit and yeah. see what happens and it's right it's usually accurate when you take that step back but you know it, it's hard at times because like being distracted is very important especially i have two kids two young kids i have a one-year-old and a five-year-old so getting good sleep is also not something that really happens that often anymore at all and right now i'm still feeling the effects of it um of an last night of being up for a few hours with the baby but yeah. you know it, it helps uh the distractions definitely help to keep myself even going, just keep myself moving. You know, you can easily yeah. just fall asleep and not have any energy for the day. So sure. That's why well, even your podcast is a, is a good distraction. Like it, you're yeah. thinking about who you're going to have on your show, what, what you're doing, where you're going. Yep. Like it, it's, it, it can be, you know, not that simple, really. It, it's difficult. You know, it, like I do this one with Tom. And we're always going back and forth who we're going to have, what we're going to talk sure. about, what we're going to post with our Firehouse Tribune. And then I do my side podcast that's based on my book. And I'm just trying to come back with stuff to think about that yeah. and just keep busy with 
the kids, working out. I play music myself, doing all these different things. Um, yeah. It keeps the day going. It keeps the world it sure going does. around. It definitely keeps yeah. you happy too. So it does. Um, you know, well, back to the conversation or good call, good side talk at the same time. But you know, on that same survey, um, and I'm reading off my phone, uh, people had low morale. And 75% said it's from leadership. Have you ever written or done any research that has any evidence that supports that answer to the survey? Well, I think, I think the proof's in the pudding. I think you, that survey is probably extremely accurate. Um, I mean, we've all worked under people that, you know, that have made us not want to go to work or you know, kind of curved our day in some way, shape or form, or kind of feel like we're not being heard. Um, maybe it's just a different style of, of, um, you know, of leadership. So I, I think that I've, it's, I've definitely had that in my, my career. Um, and I've always kind of thought when I get to that position of being a company officer or, you know, maybe a chief someday that I won't forget that. And I try I try to make sure that it, it stops with me. It's kind of how I look at that. Like, um, you know, we, when we do shift workouts right now that we're kind of, um, it's something new. We have a lot of new hires, um, you know, 20 years ago that, that would have been laughed at as far as trying to do what I'm doing, which is, a, it's very simple. We just do a, you know, usually a half hour, 40 minute workout in the sense of it could be yoga. It could be isometrics could be Pilates, whatever, uh, just something to move, stretch, and it's, it's enjoyed. And yep. one of the comments to me was, it's easier when, when it comes from the top down. And they couldn't be more right, you know. I'm the one that's carving the time out of the day for us to be able to do that. And so it's, I think it, um, it has a lot to do with it, you know. Morale is something that we have to protect. Yep. We have to fight for. Absolutely. I definitely hear. And- you know, I say it too, especially when I'm around other firefighters, it's, morale is what keeps you going and gets you wanting to show up to the firehouse and not just wanting to do the job, but do the job with passion and do the job like you want to do it, not because you have to do it. And we've all had our oh, share. Of, that's, that's the get to do you know, thing, right? Yes. You get to do it. And, yes. You know. Absolutely. We get to do this. And I think as I've grown and gotten older and witnessed a lot more and met a lot of people, we get to do it. And who is one person to tell me and lower my morale for something I love? I might not, I'm not going to work with you forever. So it is hard. I get it. I've been there. I'm still there every, you know, every now and then, but yeah. look at the other side of the coin, look at it as it's half full instead of half empty. And maybe, you know, that morale is from within instead of from without. But yeah. we yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's many ways to, to kind of break this apart. One is the good times can maybe overshadow the bad. Yeah. Enjoy the good times when they're good. We know that, you know, you look at your career as, as waves and like life, there's, there's good waves and there's bad waves. And, but in, in the, in the reality of it, you know, you have, you absorb things and, it can't always be bad and it can't always be good. So, you know, you have to kind of have that foresight to look at that. The other, you know, it is what you make of it. I think I always explain it when you're 
I always had a long bus ride going to uh, to school, so I couldn't wait to. As you get older, you move closer and closer to the back of the bus, and I couldn't yep. wait to get there. And then when I finally did get to the back of the bus, I found it wasn't that fun because the, the best part is to be in the middle of the bus because then you're you get all the conversations and and you know. So it's just you know you really have to just careful what you wish for you know, be happy kind of where you're at. And you're right. It does start with you. And, um, you know, I, we've had chiefs that, you know, we've got along with and not got along with, but I've always said, I've, oh, I was here kind of before you were a chief and I'll be here after they're a chief, you know? So if that's, if that is the problem, then you have to, you have to make sense of it. And, and then when you get it, you know, it could be the next chief could be great. Well, then you feed off that, right? Maybe that's when you kind of move forward with, your ideas and, and things like that and implement things. So. So what are some good characteristics in a first responder in regards to mental health? Oh, hands down. I think vulnerability and really paying attention to your connections and, and how you connect with people. I think, you know, um, we have to be able to, you know, that saying not be okay, but like, it's like, what are you going to do though? You know, it's okay to not be okay, but what are you going to do about that? And that's, that's the, so for, for me, that's the the end of that sentence. And, and I think the only way to do that is to be vulnerable. And you know what, like, it's, so it, our, we had to put our dog down on last week. So for me, you know, my family's devastated. My girls have, their hearts are broken. You know, my wife and I are sad, but you, you know, but so I went to work and I told people, you know, we talked about it and then, you know, that's what we do. Right. So I was glad that I, I talked about it. I didn't bottle it up. I, you know, I was able to kind of vent. I was able to take some of that pressure off. I was able to have my crew understand that, you know, today I'm probably a little bit off. I, I, tried not to be but I probably was so I think it's just being real and I am not invincible um I have good days and bad days and I accept them you know I accept them and I just hope that one makes me better at the other you know in the sense of handling someone else is having a bad day you know someone that needs to step aside and take a phone call all those things are it's all part of that right so so I think I think that would be my biggest yeah comment. Something we don't like to do, which kind of leads me into the next piece because we don't like to be vulnerable. We don't like to show that that weakness. We like to be strong. We like yeah. to show everyone that we're, we have the answers. We can do everything, and we can solve the world. Like when we sit at the kitchen table, we talk about solving the world problems. Yeah, right. So we're but super. Since when did vulnerability ever become weakness? Like it never did, but we, we think Absolutely. that way because yep. we're, you know, really it's because we're uneducated yep. and, and, you know, but that's what we're doing. We're, we're yeah. learning, right? Yeah, exactly. We're learning and we're yeah. making mistakes and adapting as we go. Yeah. And 100%. to lead into towards the end of these questions is superhuman. We think we're superhuman. People look at us like we're, we're heroes and what are some things you would have to remind people about being a human and being a fire, a first responder? 
Yeah, I think I think it changes. Um, you know, when you look at your friend groups, I think you know the, the, the general public looking at us. You're right; they they look at us like we are. You know, we're the one phone call that they need to make, and usually we, you know, figure it out and and come out on top. So, but and then from a, a friend perspective. Um, you know, you, you, for me, I like being around people that it's not a big deal. Um, I don't, I don't want to be held on a pedestal. I just, I just want to be, um, I, you know, I love being a firefighter and, um, it's not, it's something I do. It's, it's not who I am in the sense of, you know, everything I do, even though, you know, this, I have a publication trying to help us figure ourselves out. I know exactly where I start and where, where I stop, you know, and I love being a firefighter. I love everything about it. And I like the, you know, from the challenges to the job changing to, you know, obviously the people we work with, the, the equipment, the tools, like, I mean, you can't find a better job. And, but I also know that I'm a dad as well. And, you know, I'm just a friend. I'm just you know, a neighbor. I, you know, I, I really, I have to be around people that, you know, let me just be a person. And but anybody that knows me, I hope I, I'm pretty sure they would say that you would never even know that I did all anything because none of it really defines me um, the way that I think it would be on the surface. My kids define me how my dad defines me, how my husband defines me, but how my friend defines me. But, you know, it's not really. Not at all. You see it all too often. Yep. Okay. Yeah, we see it all too often. Yeah. The pedestal, the praise, the glory. At the end of the day, we're just Nick, Corey, dads, friends, husbands. And, you know, our, like a guy in my firehouse always says to me, this doesn't define you. This isn't your legacy. Your children are your legacy. That defines you, how you are as a, how you are as a parent, how you, how you raise your children. And, you know, I've been having some days, you know, that get me and I have to think about that. You know, just recently me and my five-year-old's been going, you know, he's been acting out and I've been kind of snapping more. But um, just remembering that, you know, that's that's the most important thing. All this other stuff, it's in the back. You know, work doesn't matter. It's the back burner. When it comes to them, that's first and foremost. And got to remember that sometimes.
going back to their vulnerability. And the last thing, I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit and wrap it up. What's your favorite meal in the fire? We all. <laughs> Always a good day when you're sitting around eating with the guys. So, so let's at the end of it. You know, I think we've. Touch on a lot today, talk about a bunch of good things. What's next? What's next for Crackle? Good one. Good one. Still got one. Oh, it's certainly a great magazine to, to get into. Great for people to read. We read it. We support it. We love it. And um, we want to thank you. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing this story, engaging, and just and just talking more about your mission, your purpose, and what Crackle's all about. Anytime, anytime you need us, 
always reach out. We'll be glad to help you any way we can. If we can help you, you know, let us know. All right. All right, guys, thank you. So if you want to, thanks to you guys today. Don't forget to check out Jocko Fuel, Origin USA, Frontline Optics, Five Alarm Task Force Corp, our friend Steve Green, the next round, and always check out Crackle Magazine. You will not be disappointed. Until next time, work hard, stay safe, live inspired.